be on your feet and lift up your hands towards heaven and begin to thank God this morning. Thank God. Open your mouth and thank God for the gift of life this morning. That he has given you the opportunity to be among the living this morning. Thank God for his grace and for his message this morning. Open your mouth. I want to hear you bless the name of the Lord. I want to hear you praising the name of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless you and we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. In Psalm 119 verse 164 It says seven times a day do I praise thee Because of thy righteous judgment Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgment lift up your hands once again and begin to praise the name of the Lord begin to worship him in the name of Jesus open your mouth and let him know how grateful you are for the life that he has given you it was not automatic that you slept and woke up it is by his grace and by his mercies in the name of Jesus because the Bible says when the enemy came against you as a flag, he the Lord lifted a standard against him. Had it not been the Lord that was on your side, where would you have been? Acknowledge this. And say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Open your mouth and begin to thank you once again.
Psalm 16 verse 8 verse 11 says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand I shall not be moved therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth my flesh also shall rest in hope for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forever. Therefore, thou will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou have shown me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forever. Thou will show me the path of life. Let the Lord show you the path of life. That is why you have not gone into corruption. That is why you are still alive. Because He has shown you the path of life. The path that leads to life. It is the path He has laid before you. And the Lord has shown you the path of life. I want you to lift up your hands once again and begin to bless Him. Thank him this morning for showing you the path of life. That that even when you were going astray, you had his voice behind you. you. That go ye in this direction. For in it ye shall find life. Lift up your hands and begin to bless him
Father who art in heaven, we thank you this morning for your goodness over our lives. We thank you for the mercy that you have shown us. We thank you for your grace upon our lives. We thank you for your favor that you have shown us. We thank you for making our lives so beautiful. We thank you for our gathering this morning. For it is according to your word that we are gathered here this morning. That we should not neglect the gathering of ourselves together. For this reason we are gathered in your presence this morning. And we bow our knees and we lift our hands unto you And we bless you this morning. We say thank you Lord Jesus. We bless you precious Lord for you are in our midst this morning you are in our midst touching our lives this morning you are in our midst turning our lives around you are in our midst mending every broken heart we thank you Lord Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ Amen Amen Amen, Amen. 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 for the Lord you may be seated you are all welcome this morning to today's anointing service. Today is the 17th day of July. The days are running fast. It tells us we are in the last days. And so whatever we ought to do, let us do it in haste before the trump shall sound. I welcome you once again on behalf of our Father. He sends his special greetings to all of you. And he's praying for all of you this morning. God bless you for being here this morning. It is my prayer this morning that before we leave his presence this morning, before we leave this gathering this morning, whatever you have been struggling to deal with over the years, that is holding you down the Lord will take it away from you and he'll make you a free man or woman in the name of Jesus Amen put your hands together for the Lord let's go straight to the scriptures in Luke chapter 17 from verse 1 to verse 10 Luke 17 from verse 1 to 10. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hung about his neck and he cast into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves, if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. If he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day, turn again to him, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamore tree, Be thou plucked up by the root 
and be thou planted in the sea and he shall obey you but which of you having a servant plowing and feeding cattle will say unto him by and by when he is come from the field go and sit down to meet and will not rather say unto him make ready wherewith I may sup and get thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doth ye thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded thee? I trow not. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Today, we are looking at the subject of offense. And the topic our father has given us this morning. It says another opportunity to deal with those whom we have offended and those who have offended us. Another opportunity to deal with those whom we have offended and those who have offended us. In an offense, there is always the giving and the receiving side. There is the offender and there is the offended. And Jesus Christ said, offenses will come. Tell your neighbor, offenses will come. Offenses will come. In Matthew chapter 18 verse 7. Said, Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Jesus made it clear to us. That we are living in a world full of offenses. We are living in a world full of offenses. And because of this, offenses will come. You will offend your neighbor. You will offend your brother, your sister. Your brother, your sister will offend you. But it matters how you deal with that offense. Amen. Because Jesus himself had had to deal with offense. And he is the perfect example of the man that dealt with offense. Amen. Jesus himself had to deal with offense. The Bible says one time when John the Baptist was cast into prison. This was the man that saw Jesus coming. And he said, this is the Lamb of God. He said, I am not worthy to untie the lashay of his shoes. He referred to him as the Lamb of God. But when he was cast into prison. He sent his disciples to go and ask Jesus Christ whom he, John the Baptist, 
had said this is the lamb of god he said, should go and ask him if indeed he is the one that god has sent if indeed he is the son of god or they should expect another one the man was offended because he could not understand that the man that he had prophesied about the man that he had openly declared that this is the son of God this is the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of men and he John the Baptist was cast into prison and Jesus did not do anything about it could this really be the son of God or we should expect another man but Jesus as wise as he is he dealt with that offense perfectly John the Baptist sent two of his disciples. In fact, he had more than two. But when they saw Jesus, the things he was doing, many of them left him and went to follow Jesus. But there were that two loyal disciples of his that still remained with him. And when he sent them to Jesus Christ, and then they got to Jesus, he said, Master, John the Baptist have sent us to you to ask you whether you are the one to come the son of God or we should expect another one Jesus this was the way he answered them the Bible says immediately he began to heal the sick he performed miracles he prayed for the sick he preached the word and when he was done he told them he said go and tell John the Baptist that which you have seen and if whether I am the one or not per what you have seen go and tell John and when they had left, Jesus said, Among all men born of women on this earth, there was none greater than John the Baptist. That was the testimony of Jesus about John. But John was offended because Jesus did nothing about his imprisonment. And you see, when you are offended, it gets to a point you begin to act stupidly. Yes. Because had it not been an offense, why would John the Baptist, after he had openly declared Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of men, and openly declaring that he is not worthy to untie his shoes, and then turn around and ask his servants, his disciples, to go and ask Jesus if he truly he is the Son of God. That is the height of stupidity that John the Baptist could reach. Amen. Amen. That is what offense does to us. But Jesus makes us understand that offenses are inevitable. As long as we are in this world, the world is full of offenses. It's an offenseful place. In your home, you will be offended. In your workplace, you will be offended. In the church, you will be offended. Yes. I you will be offended. Because Jesus says offenses will come. Offenses will come. 
So your neighbor that is sat beside you in the church will offend you. You will offend him. But the most important thing is about how we deal with these offenses. And you see, offenses are like traps or snare. Those of you who have lived in the village before, we have different kinds of traps. We have those that we set with rope. We have those that we set with old cutlass. And when it catches a rat, it cannot do anything but to die in the trap. So that is how offenses are. It keeps you in a cage. And you shed. Both the offender and the offended. Because if I have offended you and you are unable to forgive me, you hold me in your heart. And so anytime you see me, there is anger in you. And because I am the one that has offended you, and you have not forgiven me because I have not come to ask for forgiveness. Anytime I also see you, I'm scared. My heart begins to beat faster. It is the trap that both of us are kept in. Now, I think those of you who go to the market, look at something like tomatoes, onions, these are perishable goods. So this is how offense and your heart is. So you go to the market today and you go and buy a basket full of tomatoes. Now you put it in your bag. You don't use the tomatoes to cook. Now from the third day, second day or third day onwards, the tomatoes begins to get rotten. It begins to get rotten. Now, whilst it is, it is getting rotten, the fluid in the tomatoes is coming out. And so any content of the bag, whatever is in the bag, begins to get stained by the fluid of the tomatoes. Go to market one week after. Buy onions. Come and add to it. Don't use it. With time, it gets rotten. After one week, go and buy more money. Come and add it to it. After one week, go and open the bag. In fact, you will throw the bag away. That is what offenses does to us. That is what offenses. We and offenses, that is what happens to us. And so if you keep offenses in your heart, it gets to a time. All the offenses piles up in your heart and now it gets your heart to be rotten. Your heart begins to stink. And when you speak, everywhere stinks. Not that you have breath problem or you have a bad odor. But because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So whatever is coming from your mouth is coming from the depth of your heart. And because there are rotten content in your heart as a result of offenses whatever you speak pollutes everything. 
That is why God admonishes us. He said, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. And as Christians, say Christopher, the words that proceed from our mouth, in the Bible says they must be seasoned with salt, so that it may minister grace unto our hearers. How can grace and offense live together in the same compartment? It is impossible. And so when offenses begin to enter your heart, grace begins to leave you. And so when your heart begins to come full and there is an outpouring of the content of your heart you no longer minister grace unto your hearers but anytime you speak it brings heads because you are first of all heads yourself Amen So offenses are sure to come but it matters how you deal with it. Tell your neighbor, offenses will come. I want to hear you. Offenses will come. Offenses will come. But it matters how you deal with it. Amen. Amen. What then is an offense? It is an emotional state. Or a response resulting from displeasure, hurt, anger, and outrage, usually caused by the words and actions of people. And offenses come as a result of disappointed expectations. So, for instance, you and your friend. This is a friend you so much trust. A friend you so much love. Let me use husband and wife. Because if you did not love him or her, you wouldn't have gotten married to him or her. So it is the one that you love that you marry. Or you marry the one you love. Or you love the one you marry. Which is which? Do you marry the one you love or you love the one you marry? It's a question for another day. So now a husband and a wife. The husband says, my wife has offended me. Because the man has so much expectation for the wife. He is expecting certain things from the wife. He is expecting respect from the wife. He is expecting submission from the wife. And so when this expectation is disappointed, it gives rise to anger. It gives rise to hate. It gives rise to offenses. Amen. Amen. And you see, whenever the devil wants to destroy you, the number one tool he sends is offense. Look at it. Anybody that ever left the church left the church because of offense. If the devil wants to destroy you, he will send offense to you. Why? Because offense is like a trap, like I've told you earlier. And so when the offense comes, 
It's like a trap has been set. I said, yes, and once you give in to that, now, the trap has caught the bailer. Now, bela. Amen. Amen. And so whenever he wants to destroy you, his number one tool is offense. That why is the pastor preaching about me? Why did the pastor speak to me in this manner? Why did the usher speak to me in this manner? Because of that, I am offended. I won't come to church again. Take your church. Why are these small, small boys talking to me this way? Take your church. Now, the, the foundation of every offense is based on self. Self. Self-worth. Self-centeredness. So I see myself as a person. As someone of repute. As someone having a standard or having a pedigree in society. Having a status in society. And then I come to church. And you tell me, go and sit here. You can't sit here. Me too. This is where I want to sit. But the usher, that small girl, is telling you, go and sit there. He said, Sir, could you please sit here? He said, No, this is where I will sit. He said, No, Papa says, when everybody comes, occupy the front seat. He said, I am offended. Why should this girl talk to me like this? Because your ego has been bruised. Every man has an ego. Every man has a self-worth. And so when that self is bruised, you become offended. And it boils down to the roots of pride. You cannot separate pride from offense. Amen. Amen. And when pride comes into you, this is how you manifest. Just that yours is an upgraded form. You see, little children, like Eliana, if she is having the father's phone, and you take the phone away from her, she begins to cry. She puts herself on the floor, and she begins to roll. That is an offense. She is offended. But you as an adult, you will not put yourself on the floor and roll. Yours is an upgraded version. And so you harbor anger and hatred in you. To the point that, and, and you see, the, the, the elevated form of offense is wickedness and atrocity. That, that, that is the point where, where it reaches and you wish the person is even dead, you could kill the person. It did not happen that just by that. It started from offenses. So an offense is an emotional state or a response resulting from displeasure, hate and anger, or outrage usually caused by the words and actions of people. 
Some of us, you don't know how to speak at all. You open your mouth and you speak anyhow. There is no restraint. There is no restriction when you open your mouth. You are unable to identify the environment in which you are. You just speak anyhow. You see, that is how you talk. You cannot speak, sir. You are a Christian. You cannot speak, sir. You are a Christian. There must be a standard that measures your speech. It must minister grace to your hearing. So don't just open your mouth and speak and say anything anyhow. Know your environment. Because what you may say to me that I will laugh over when you say it to Josiah he may be offended because we are two different kinds of people. And so know how to speak to people. Because the Bible says life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Your words are powerful. Your words are powerful. And so you must speak words that bring life to people. And not words that kill people. You're also a human being. Your words will kill people. And so people will get offended by the words that you speak to them. So measure your words by the word of God. And your actions. You act anyhow. Anyhow, anywhere, you just act like that. That's how I am. You cannot be sad. God did not create you to be sad. It was a choice you made to be like sad. And so make a decision to change from being sad. Matthew chapter 13 verse 54 to 58. Now people could be offended by you not necessarily because you have done something against them all because you are who you are just because God loves you just because God has done something marvelous in your life they see you and they are just offended this was Jesus Christ who returned to his own hometown he said when he was come into his own country he taught them in their synagogue in so much that they were astonished. They were surprised. He said, what manner of wisdom is this man teaching with? Where does he get this wisdom from? And they said, whence have this man this wisdom? And these mighty words. It's not this the carpenter's son. They even refuse to mention his father's name. They refer to him as the carpenter's son. It's not his mother called Mary. It's his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas 
and his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then have this man all these things? And they were offended in him. They were offended just because Jesus taught them with wisdom. They were offended because he worked mighty works. They were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country, and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Can you imagine? That after they have acknowledged that Jesus taught with so much wisdom, that he worked so mighty works, he worked mighty works, they got offended. Why? Because he was the carpenter's son. His mother was Mary. His brothers were James and Joseph. His sisters, all of them, were with them in the community. Jesus, that was born in the manger. From whence have this wisdom? How is he able to perform these miracles? And they got offended. And the resultant effect of the offense that they had in Jesus Christ was that he did not perform many mighty works because of their unbelief. And so where there is offense, there is a closed heavens. You don't receive anything. Where there is offense, there is the absence of love. And the heavens are closed. The heavens are closed. And so Jesus could not perform any mighty works in the earth. This is Jesus who could speak to the raging storm. And there was calm. This is Jesus Christ who the hem of his garment a man, a woman that bled for so long when, he touched, when she touched it the blood ceased to flow. This is Jesus himself. He he could not do any mighty works because they were offended in him. So offense will prevent you from receiving what God has ordained for you. It doesn't matter how much prophecy has been said about you. It doesn't matter how many dreams that have been had about you. Because of offense, the heavens will be closed. Because of offense, the heavens will be closed. But this shall not be your story. Because by the time we leave here, every iota of offense in you will be dealt with. And you go here, you leave here with a heart devoid of offenses. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Let us get to know some truths about offenses. One, every offense or offenses, if not properly handled, will give room for enmity and many times open doors for the devil. Offenses are door openers for enmity. 
Have you wondered why once sometime by once upon a time people who were so close friends all of a sudden became enemies? How did it happen? Was because of offense. Because of offense. And offenses will make you not to see any good thing in the person that offended you. You don't see anything good in the person. And so you may have been good friends. Very close friends. Who are the best of friends here? I need need two friends. Who knows themselves that they are very good friends? Amen. We thank God for your lives. You see, these are good friends. As they have proclaimed publicly that they are good friends. But should there be an offense? And if it is not properly handled. You see, today, Mrs. Saku is sat right behind Antitina. If there comes offense, and it is not properly handled, the next time Mrs. Saku comes, if Antitina is sitting there, she may go to the corner there, or that end. That is offense. People who were once good friends, offense will separate them. Know this. Offenses will come. It is inevitable for offenses to come. They will come. Husband will offend wife. Wife will offend husband. Son or daughter will offend mother and father. The offenses will come. After you have paid so much fees for your son. One day he comes from school. Jesus, that or he, come, he comes from where? And he said, Man, he, no long, he will stop calling you father. Are you sure you gave birth to me? This was the question John the Baptist sent to Jesus Christ. After he had proclaimed publicly what? that this is the Lamb of God. He said, Go and ask that man. If indeed he is the Lamb of God, as I have said, if indeed he is the Son of God, that has taken away the sins of men, or we should expect another one. So your son comes, and he says, Man, are you sure you gave birth to me? He says, Why? Why are you always drinking? You are no longer my father. If you are a father in this state and the grace of God is not available to deal with it. Maybe you may even have a gun in the home. You might end up blowing his head off. That is offense. So offenses will come. And they are door openers for enmity. Hatred. Hatred or time. Offenses will come. Have you heard someone who has said that what this person has done to me? I will never forgive him. 
Even if I die and resurrect again, I will even forgive them. It was a mere offense. That has grown to the level of hatred. To the point that he says, I can never forgive you. So offenses will come. But it matters how you handle it. The story between the story of Saul and David. The Bible says when Saul fell from the grace of God. When God had lifted his hand off him. He says an evil spirit came to torment him. And because of that. There was a recommendation for David to come and play the harp for him. Because he was very skillful at it. And any time he played it, the evil spirit will leave him. And the Bible says when David was brought before Saul, he liked him so much. He said all the people in the house, everybody liked David. Immediately there was a covenant between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. Saul even promised to give his daughter to David to marry. He put him in charge of his army. That tells you how much he liked him. Now they went for war. And then when David has slain the Philistine Goliath, the women began to praise David. He said, Saul has slain thousands. But David has slain ten thousand. Saul heard the song. It was like his ears were deceiving him. Then he heard the women repeat these words again. That Saul has slain thousands. David has slain ten thousand. He said, What more is left? Than the kingdom, you take it away from me. And so from that moment, that moment, Saul decided to kill David. So said one time the spirit, the evil spirit had come upon him. And they called for David. And he was playing the harp. And then Saul had a spear by his side. He had determined to eliminate David. Because as the women had begun to praise him, very soon they will say, we need David as our king. And they may overthrow him. So he took the spear to pierce him to the wall. And the Bible says David escaped. From that day, he sought every means and every way to kill the young man. Why? Because he did what he saw could not do. And so if you are at the workplace, watch out. Those who are not happy for your achievement, watch out. They may take offense. Just because you have performed an assignment they could not do. Why are they not you may be a junior staff. And there is an issue at the workplace. And then you just come forth and gave a suggestion to them. And this suggestion worked. And your boss will say, who is this small boy? And so now everybody wants you to do the assignment for them. When there is an issue, they call you. When there is a problem, they call you to come and solve it. 
Your boss will not be happy. He will pick offense. That is envy. That is jealousy. So wherever there is an offense, you see that there is jealousy. And because it's a work of the flesh, it carries with itself all the other works of the flesh. That is why offenses will grow to hatred. Amen. Amen. So Saul, he was once anointed of Lord. He found favor in the sight of God. But through his obedience, he fell from this grace. And now, David, who God has said is a man after his own heart, Saul was offended and wanted to kill him. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is How do you deal with offenses? A man that also dealt with offense is Abraham. Hey, Abraham. Abraham, when God called him Abraham, to leave his father's land and leave his kindred to a land that he will show him when he was going, he had a nephew he loved so much. And so he took him along. That was Lot. Lot. And so they went and sojourned in the land. And their animals grew so much that Lot had his headmen and Abraham also had his. And so it got to a point not not Lot and Abraham were fighting but it was their headsmen that were fighting. And so Abraham called Lot. He said there is strife amongst my headsmen and your headsmen. I don't want this to be the case. So we have a very vast land that we are dwelling on. Look wherever you want to take. If you take the north, I will go towards the south. If you decide to choose the east, I will look towards the west. And the Bible says, the Lord lifted up his eyes. And he saw the plains that were greener and finer. And he decided to go towards that place. And the Bible says he went and settled outside of Sodom. He did not go into Sodom. But something happened to him. Before the angels of the Lord came to rescue him, he was living in Sodom. What happened? come to that. But Abraham dealt perfectly with offenses. It's a lot. You take that side. As you have purpose to take, I will take this side. And immediately Lot left him. The Bible says God spoke to him. He said, lift up your eyes. As far as you could see, look towards the north. It is south, east, and west. As far as your eyes could go, I will give it to you and your descendants. Immediately, Lot left him. Lot So Abraham perfectly dealt with offenses by giving the option to Lot to choose. And he let go. 
So if you want to deal with offense, you must let go. You cannot say you have forgiven someone but will never forget. You have never forgiven the person. Have you ever said that before? Or have you ever heard someone make that statement? That forgiven you, but I will never forget. How can you say I have forgiven him, but I will never forget? You never forgave in the first place. The offense is still there. It's just a matter of time. And you make reference to that. Do you remember? In 2009. 2009. When you came for a loan, you did pay. You never forgave the what person. You know? Because if you forgave the person, you would have let everything go. There was a king no, he that had servants. No, now there were those, you know, it was actually a rich man. No, no, you're the fool. Now there were those that would come for loan. And so there was one that he went for loan and he defaulted. He could not pay. And so the man called the, the, the defaulter that he needs his money. So he needs and the man went down his knees and pleaded that he should give him time. And so this man forgave the man. He said he should go. He shouldn't pay back. Now this man that was weeping and crying and asking for debt to be Forgiven. He goes and he found his colleague who was owing him. And he held him. He said, I want my money now. The man could not get. He also went down his knees and pleaded. But he never heard. He sent him to prison. Someone owes you, you can't forgive. You send the person to prison. And what happened to him? When you read the scriptures, you'll find it. And so we must learn to deal properly with to deal properly with offenses. Because the fact has been established that offenses will come. Because we are living in a world full of offenses. We are living in a world full of offenses. Your sister is offended because you are married and she is not married. She is offended because you have a child and she is not married. Not by your doing. But offenses will come. And so we must learn to deal with offenses. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Number two. Offenses close the heavens upon the offended when not properly handled. When you are offended and you or refuse to release the person to go from your heart, you are positioning yourself for a closed heaven. Offenses are wrong. So also refusing to release the offender is not right. To hold an offense is wrong. But to not to forgive the person who offended you is equally wrong. And when that happens, it closes the heavens on you. You are unable to receive anything. Amen. Amen. 
Many of us. The reason we are not getting what we are praying for. Is because of offense. Is because of offense. But God is said to do something in your life. If only you will let go of the offenses. Because of offenses, you are unable to worship and praise God. With a heart that is filled with offenses, there is no way you can truly worship and serve God. Because God says, if you have brought your tithe, if you have brought your offering, if you have brought your giftings to the altar, and you remember that there is someone that has offended you, or you have offended somebody, said, go and make peace with the person. Until then, your substance is not accepted before God. And so it doesn't matter how much seed you may sow. It doesn't matter how many days you may fast. It doesn't matter how many hours you may pray. It doesn't matter how many times you come to a church in a week. If there are offenses in your heart, the heavens are closed. The heavens are closed. And you are kept yourself. You've kept yourself in a trap. And so when the offenses come, as they will always come, let go of the offenses. Let go of the offenses. And there are always prizes, or there is a price to pay for offense. When you offend someone, or when the offense offense comes as a result of your doing, as a result of your words and actions and inactions, there is a price to pay. Luke chapter 17 verse 1 to 2. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible but that offenses will come. And this is the price. It said, but woe unto him through whom they come. He said, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast in the sea than that he should offend the least of these ones. He says, offenses will come but woe unto him by whom they come. He said, it would have been better for you if a millstone, you know what a millstone is? Only millstone. Those of you who have lived in the village or in the zone, the one they grind pepper on, that is a millstone. He said it would have been better for you if it was hanged about okay. your neck and you dropped in the ocean than for you to offend one of these little ones. So we must be careful not to offend people. By our words, by our actions, your words will offend people. If you do not choose your words right, so those of you who allow your children to speak anyhow, they are insulting everybody in the house. And you have the mother, you are just laughing. It's nice. She will grow. And become one that offends people. No, and he says, Woe unto that person by whom the offenses come. He said, Teach your child 
in the way he should go that when he grows up he will never depart from it. And so you must rebuke your children when they are speaking anyhow in the house. When they are insulting everybody in the house you must not keep quiet. There are some of you parents that spoil your children. You spoil them. Everything the child will be crying. He said, just a crying baby. You are happy. Some of you have made the children idols. It's just a matter of time and they will become albatross around your neck. The insult they were insulting people when they were growing up. When they grow up, you'll be at the receiving end. That is when you have grown old. And your daughter will look into your face and say, We are a baby. At that time, you start to cry. What you wanted to do. Because when she started it, you did not correct her. You did not rebuke her. And so she grew up knowing that it's a right thing to insult. Last week I told you a story of a young boy that grew up and told the grandfather that he was excited he was going to get married. And the grandfather asked him, why are you so excited about marriage? He said, finally, I have also found someone I will be beating everyone. Because growing up, he saw his father beating the wife every morning. And so when your daughter, or even you yourself, you are always insulting people in the community. You are always fighting everybody. Your daughter or your son in fact, your daughter, if you are a mother and you are doing that, it's 100% likely that your daughter will do that. Because she will grow up knowing that it is the right thing to be insulting people. She will be fighting people in the community. But the Bible says offenses will come. But woe unto him by whom they come. Don't be the reason that someone is offended. Don't be the reason someone is offended in the church and decides to leave the church. Don't be the reason. Tell yourself, I will not be the reason for which someone will be offended and leave the church. You know what it means for a soul to be lost? The Bible says, when a soul is won, it says there is rejoicing in heaven. So when that soul is lost, it brings sorrow in heaven. And woe unto you if that happens because of you. And you to learn to forgive. Learn to let go offenses. Some of you don't have any love in you for people. That is why the, at the slightest thing you are offended. The slightest thing you are offended. There are some of you, if we call you for it right now, you can give a record of all that people somebody has done against you from the past five or three years till now. You give it and give date and time. Why? Because
offenses will come. You can never live without offense. Offenses will come because we are living in a world full of offenses. Jesus himself had had to deal with offenses. And so that should tell you that offenses will come. Satan was offended. Why? Because all the praise were going to God. And he thought to be like God. Because of offense. Coming from the root of pride. And he fell. Offenses will cause you to fall. Not that you dash your feet against a stone and fall down. You fall from the grace of God. It doesn't matter how high you have gone. When God removes his support structure, which is his grace, it will bring you down because of offenses. Learn to deal with offenses. Amen. Amen. Number four. Prolonged offenses when due gives birth to bitterness and bitterness when not kept or handled well leads to wickedness. Bitterness is rooted in offenses. You cannot be bitter and expect to be better. Bitterness strengthens sickness. Some of you are always falling sick because you are bitter. Some of you, you are always... The reason you are falling sick is not because someone has done you juju. Not because there is always mosquitoes in your room. It is because you are bitter. There is offense in you. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15. Quickly. He said, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. You are defiled because your heart is bitter. You are always falling sick because you are bitter. You cannot be bitter and expect to get better. It doesn't work that way. And so the moment you cease to be bitter and offended, from that day, the sickness will leave you. Because when you are bitter and you are offended, your heart, your, the door to your soul has been opened for every kind of demons to enter. And when demons come, they will afflict you with all manner of diseases and sickness. And so examine yourself. Examine yourself. The reason you are always falling sick is because you are bitter and you are always harboring offenses. And so your heart is getting rotten. Before you know, you might have been diagnosed of heart disease. Because you are not happy. You are so much bitter. He said, a merry heart maketh good like medicine. A merry heart, it maketh good like medicine. 
And so you, if you want to leave a sickness or disease free life, be happy always. He says the joy of the Lord is my strength. When you have joy in you, it's like medicine. Have we found it? He said a merry heart maketh good like medicine. And so you will not fall sick when you are always happy. Some of you, you may have a child or your children, they are always laughing. They are always excited. I said, You have no problem. You always get happy after you are satisfied. If you have problem, keep your problem. Don't introduce your problems to your children. Before they start growing up and carrying problems on their heads. Allow them. Let them rejoice. In the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Put your hands together for the Lord. Number five. Okay, Proverbs 17, verse 22. It said, A merry heart doeth good. Like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth up the bones. Have you seen it? Ooh. It says, A merry heart. Akuma. A Ni heart jino. that makes merry. Akuma. That is filled with joy. It says, It makes good. It is like medicine. But a broken spirit. Your spirit is always broken. Your spirit is always dumping. There is no excitement in you. There is nothing that will be said that will excite you. You come to church, you are not excited. You go home, you are not excited. Why? He said, it dries up the bone. And those of you who may have sickle cell patients in your home, when that thing comes, what happens to their bones? That is what a broken spirit does to you. And so it is always causing you to be sick. Because when your bones are dried of marrow, what can you do? It will bring you so much pain. So learn to rejoice. Learn to make merry in your heart. Even when things are not going well. Be happy. Be happy. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Your ability to properly handle offenses is a test of spiritual growth and maturity. If you are easily offended at all times and at everything, it's a sign that you are not growing as a Christian. It is, if a believer finds you, if a believer as a believer, you find yourself always offended or difficult to forgive, you might likely go to hell. Say, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. So you are asking God to forgive you. But you are not forgiving your neighbor, your fellow who has offended you. 
Does it work that way? Learn to forgive. Learn to forgive. Because if you learn to properly handle offenses and to forgive, it shows your level of spiritual maturity. It shows your level of growth as a Christian. So you come to church and the pastor is preaching. And the things that he's saying, they are words that are piercing into your heart. If you are a mature Christian, you know that this is for me. Because one time the Bible says, when Peter had spoken, he said the people that heard him, he said the word caught into their heart. They were pierced into their heart by the words. And they said, no, they could no longer hold it. And they asked Peter, he said, what must we do that we may be saved? That must be what you should do. That when you hear the word, and the word is piercing you, after church, go to the man of God. Say, Papa, I thank you for you have spoken to me. The words that you spoke, they were for me. And thank you to him. Don't go and be carrying offenses that the pastor was talking about me. He was talking about me. There are more things to talk about. Not about what you think is your issue. Amen. So when you hear the word, receive it with gladness of heart and with all meekness. That is how you are supposed to receive the word. It shows your level of spiritual maturity. But if you cannot forgive or you find it difficult to let go of fences, you are a spiritual babe. You are a toddler. You are in a pure. You are not matured. You haven't even grown teeth to chew bones or meat. And so anytime they take the phone from you, you are rolling on the floor crying. They say, come and eat. You are crying. Come, let me bathe you. You are crying. Are you a baby? That is what offenses does to you. Learn to handle offenses. For they will surely come. Your husband will offend you. Your wife will offend you. Your brother and your sister will offend you. Your brothers and sisters in the church will offend you. But forgive them. Forgive them. Be on your feet at this moment. We are not closing yet. I want you to move from where you are sitting to at least three people and hug them and tell them if I have offended you forgive me. And if you have offended me I have forgiven you. Move. I want to see you move to someone Lord, I love you with the love of the Lord.
come or what are the channels through which offenses come number one through words as I have told you through words James chapter 3 verse 2 through your words the words that you speak it brings offenses it says for in many things we offend all if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. He said, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. So the words that you speak, they may get people offended. That's why the Bible says, is that the tongue that you see in your mouth? It says it's just like a spark of matches. Which is able to set a whole forest ablaze. Control your tongue. Control your tongue. The things that come into your mind. Think through them properly before you utter them. Think well. Next time you want to speak about anything or about anybody, think about it properly. He said, if any man offend not in word, same man is perfect. He is perfect. Number two, through your thoughts, what you think about. What you think about people. What you think people are thinking about you. Could lead to offenses. The Bible says, as a man thinking, so is he. Why are, how are people thinking about me? How are you thinking about others? It should tell you whether you are offended or not. Number three, your actions. What you do, what you refuse to do, what others do against you, or do not do for you, may lead to offenses. So take note of these three channels. Your words, your thoughts, your actions. They are very, very important. Your words, your thoughts, your actions. Amen. Amen. How do you handle offense when they come? We have seen how Jesus Christ handled offense. 
In two places we've seen how people were offended because of him. And how he handled it. He says there is no prophet who is accepted in his own country. He just used the word of God. And when John the Baptist was offended because he was cast into prison and Jesus had done nothing about it and wondered if this could be the Jesus I myself spoke about. All Jesus could do was to teach was to perform miracles and then send back the disciples of John to him that go and tell him what you have seen with your eyes. That is all. How did Abraham handle offense? He separated himself. So if this person is always offending you, separate yourself. So that it doesn't come to that point where it leads to hatred for the person. Separation is important. Separate yourself. Not because you hate the person. Not because you are offended. But because you do not want to be offended. Separate yourself. Let the person go. Let the person go. And the moment you let that person go. Your heaven, your open doors, your heavens will be open. Because when there was offense in the land between the headsmen of Abraham and Lot, Lot never spoke to Abraham concerning anything. But the moment he told Lot that choose anywhere you want to go and I'll go in the opposite direction. The moment Lot left, God brought him out from his tent and said, lift up your eyes. As far as your eyes could see, I will give it to you and your descendants. And so if you want the open heavens, the heavens to be open unto you, deal with offense. Deal with the offense in your heart. Examine yourself at this moment. Is there any offense in you? Is there any offense in you? Is there something somebody has done against you? Which you cannot let go. Which is always coming into your mind. You are offended. You must deal with it. And to be able to deal with offense, you can't do it without the word of God. You must feed your soul with the word of God. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so whatever you have in your heart, that is what you speak. You see the people, or you hear the people that speak a lot of profanity. It's because their hearts are filled with profanity. And so they cannot say anything aside that. The people who are always insulting, their hearts are filled with insults. And so they could insult you properly as though you've been beaten by rain. Their hearts are filled with insults. And so they can't say anything without insult. They can't say anything without insult. And so if you only want to speak things that will minister grace, then you must store the word of, heart, the word of God in your heart. He said, let not this word depart 
Let not this book depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate upon it day and night. Joshua 1 verse 8. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. And so the word of God. He said, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. The word of God. Without the word of God, you cannot deal with offenses properly. Because as offenses are piling up in your heart, as it is piling up in your heart, what is happening is that the word of God is the living your heart. Because you don't have the time to meditate on the word of God. Because the moment you take the Bible, what that Yamansa did to you, it comes to your mind. And you say, hmm. And then you begin to boil in your spirit. Your, your blood begins to boil within you. And then you close the Bible. At that moment, every space that is occupied by the word of God is beginning to close up. And offenses are taking over. Offenses are taking over. Long before you know, your heart is filled with offenses. And then the next move is to begin to plan how you are going to deal with that person. And so you sit down and you begin to draw your plan. The Bible says, in the night, whilst men are asleep, the wicked ones, they are planning what to do. And so you are planning. At that moment, you have migrated from someone who is offended to a wicked person. The work of the flesh. And he may migrate to witchcraft. At that moment, it's a full-blown witchcraft. And so you seek to kill the person. Deal with offenses. With the word of God. And so always feed your mind. With the word of God. Be not conformed to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how does this renewal come? It comes through the word of God. The word of God will renew your mind. So you want to deal with offenses today? Go to the word of God. The word of God. It will drive away every offense from your heart. It will drive away every offense from your heart. You know why? The word of God is the light. He said the light shines. Darkness will not comprehend it. And so when the word of God comes into your heart, because it is the light, the Bible says it will search through your heart. It's like having touch light in the dark and you are looking for something. So you are searching for it. So the word of God searches through your heart and reveals the content of your heart to you. At that moment you know that I there is an offense in my heart. And you must deal with it. Go to the word of God. Feed your mind with the word of God. Feed your heart with the word of God. The word of God will make you stronger. It will build a resistance for you. So that any time offenses come, you repel it. So that anything people say, you just look at them and you laugh. Amen. Amen. And decide to walk in love. Decide to walk in love. He said, These three abided. Faith, hope, and love. 
but the greatest of all is love he said God is love he that does not love does not know God for God is love Hearing is our love made perfect so that we may be bold at the day of judgment. As the age, so are we. First John 4 17. Decide today that I will walk in love. I will walk in love. Decide today that when I go home as a wife I will love my husband. As a husband I will love my wife. Do away with offenses with the word of God. With the love of God. Demonstrate the love of God like God himself demonstrated his love towards us. He said this is how God demonstrated his love towards us. That whilst we were yet sinners he sent for his son to come and die for us. Whilst you and I were living in sin we're in sin Jesus came to die for us. Why can't you forgive? Why can't you forgive? That thing that you have been praying about for so long, if you will forgive today, if you let go offenses, if you let go of offenses today, you begin to see results. You begin to see signs of that thing happening. Deal with offenses. Make up your mind that I will walk in love. And I will live offense free life. It's a decision you must make. I cannot make it for you. God cannot make it for you. God has given you all the tools you need to deal with it. And they've been made available to you. It is your decision to make that you will walk in offense-free life. So, you walk in leave and live offense-free life. And walk in love. Walk in love. Genuine love. Genuine love. Not that you are smiling, but behind the smile. There is a saying in every language. He said, Though the teeth is laughing, the belly, what is inside the belly. Don't be like that. As wide as you could smile, let your heart be like that. Let your heart be like your palm. So that there is no offense in your heart. Harbor no offense in you. It will kill you. It will kill you. Decide to walk in love. Decide to be happy always. For a merry heart make it good like medicine. But a, a broken spirit it dryeth up the bones. You want to stop falling sick? You want to live in perpetual health? Deal with offenses. Because you cannot be bitter and expect to be better. That which brought the sickness, that which brought the illness and the disease, you cannot deal with it having that same thing. 
That is why some of you, yeah. it doesn't matter how many times Papa pray for you. It doesn't matter how many times you fall under the anointing. It doesn't matter how many times there are manifestations. The moment you leave this door, the demons come back. Because you have not dealt with the issue of offense. You have not dealt with the substance of offense in your heart. And so you may be prayed for now. You may see that I am healed. You could do what you could not do before coming here. But the moment you get home, you sit down. You want to get up. Professor, I'm sorry. Said, hey, hey. And then I can hope you. It has come again. And then you begin to wonder. No, I shall say, Jesus. Like John the Baptist. Is this man from God at all? Ah, 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 Jujubi no I asked me what told me my bed was a charm was using and I felt better. And now the sickness is back. Deal with offenses. There is offense in your heart. And it is closing the heavens to you. If you are willing to deal with offenses today, expect God to do something in your life. Expect God to do something marvelous in your life. Amen. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 5. He said, I will work a work in your days that you, that you yourself will not believe. If you let go of offenses, you will see the doing of the Lord. You will see God's work in your life. Habakkuk 1 verse 5. Because when you deal with offenses, it will cause you to see and experience the favor and the grace of God. When you choose to walk in love, it will bring you the favor of God. But the moment you are walking in offenses, in the absence of love, the heavens are closed. They said, Behold ye among the heathen, and and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days which ye will not believe though it be told you. Though it be told you. You wake up every day with your child beside you yet you can't believe that so I also born bear a child. You wake up every day that you are going to work but you still cannot believe it that me too I am also going to work. Deal with offenses. And God is said to do his works in your life. He is said to work his works in your life that you yourself will not believe even though it be told you. Are you offended here? Do you have offense in your heart? He said, Examine your heart. Examine yourself. And see if ye are still in the faith. Examine yourself. Examine your, your heart. Let the word of God perform a surgery in your heart. And search through your heart. And reveal the contents of your heart to you this morning. I'm admonishing you this morning. What is it that has, that has gotten you offended? That is holding you down. That is keeping you in a cage. If you will let go of fences, that cage will be broken. Like David said, he said, I have escaped. 
from the snare of the enemy like the bird escapes from the snare of the, the fowler your soul will escape from that trap if you will let go of offenses offenses may come they will come be sure of it they will come they will come but it matters how you deal with it it matters how you deal with it. it. Has your father offended you? Has your mother offended you? Have your siblings offended you? Forgive them today. When you leave here, pick a phone and call them. And say, I came to church today. I heard the word of God. And I have forgiven you. I love you forever. Forgive the person. Whoever has... Hey, see, it doesn't matter the magnitude of what the person has done to you. Has the person offended you? Yes. Is it yes? Decide to forgive. Yes. It may be tough. When you consider all that you have done for this person and how this person decides to pay you back. But hey, so hey, he wants to live in perpetual joy. You want to walk under the open heaven. Forgive this person. Forgive this person. Yeah. You, you may not be able to walk with the person again. You may not be able to share food in the same bowl. It doesn't mean you hate the person. Love the person. Forgive the person. Like Lot and Abraham. There's a lot in Abraham. Upon all that, when um, Lot decided to choose the greener path, Lot power from Abraham was never of. Abraham, yeah. In fact, when God decided to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, it was Abraham that interceded on behalf of Lot. Abraham It was Abraham that interceded for him. Abraham that pleaded on his behalf. And the angels of God went and saved him. So yes, you might let the person go. You, you, might, you might separate yourself from the person. But hold no grudge with the person. Begrudge nobody. Else you become bitter. Be on your feet. As we pray. Lift up your hands towards heaven. What I have told you this morning. Decide now. Now, now is the time. To decide in your heart. That which this person has done to me. That this person has done against me. Upon all that I have done for this person. This is how this person decided to pay me. It was because of me that you found a job. It was because of me that you met this husband of yours. It was because of me that you met this wife of yours. It was because of me that you were able to go to this, this, that place. But this is what you decided to do to me. This is what you decided to do against me. Looking unto Jesus Christ. 
the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despite all that they did to him he said he was bruised for our iniquities. He was wounded for our transgressions. They beat him. They shipped him. They spat on him. They slapped him. They nailed him on the cross. And all he said, he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they are doing. Say, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they are doing. Are you going to look unto Jesus now? And consider the work he has done for you. The work he has done to save you. And let go of every, of every offense. Lift up your hands towards heaven. Open your mouth and begin to thank God. Begin to thank God that He has given you another opportunity to deal with those that have offended you and those whom you have offended. Have you also offended someone? When you go, if you can go to the person, go to him or her and apologize and ask for forgiveness. If it is that you will call the person, call the person on phone and ask for the person's forgiveness. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Thank God. Open your mouth and pray and thank God this morning. For his word that you have heard, for giving you another opportunity, another opportunity to deal with offenses. Lift up your hands and open your mouth. I want to hear you pray. Pray. I want to hear you mention the name. I, 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 I
I will live an offense-free life. In the name of Jesus. You know why you must live an offense-free life? It brings you joy. Joy that no man can take away from you. Joy overflow. Not happy. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy. It says in the presence of the Lord. There is the fullness of joy. That is the joy I'm talking about. That joy that will fill your heart. Say it once again. I, I, I will live an offense free life in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The lifestyle of hatred. Or lifestyle of hatred. The lifestyle of resentment. The lifestyle of resentment. The lifestyle of bitterness. The lifestyle of bitterness. The lifestyle of jealousy. The lifestyle of jealousy. The lifestyle of anger. The lifestyle of anger. Leave me forever. Leave me forever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Say in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. From today, from today, from today, today I, declare I declare that the spirit of offense, spirit of offense, will, offense never will never find expression in my life. Expression from, life. life. from today, from today I, declare I declare that the spirit of offense, spirit of offense will never find expression in my life. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Let the spirit of offense go. We trample upon all spirits of offense in the name of Jesus. in Jesus name have we prayed amen 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 Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I release everyone. I release everyone that I have been holding in my heart, holding in my heart because of offense. In the name of Jesus. I release everyone that I have been holding in my heart because of offense. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Thank you for praying. You may be seated. Thank you for praying. 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 Thank